Silman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! Like dumb, I'm smart and I want respect. They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott. Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. The real talent on the show. Oh, boy. I like to say. You're going to need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it! She came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. She studied sculpture at St. Martin's College. That's where I caught her eye. She told me that her dad was loaded. I said, in that case, I'll have a rum and Coca-Cola. She said, fine. And in 30 seconds time, she said, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. I want to sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common people like you. Well, what else could I do? I said, I'll see what I can do. Kevin, this is Scott. Kevin, this is Scott. Do you hear me? Or now. The Star Trek communicators with push to talk button. Scott, this is Kevin. My bike is broken. Can you help me? Over. Yes, but send me a signal so I can find you. Star Trek communicators with a range of 1,300 feet. Push button. Twin warp sound. Uses one 9-volt battery not included. Star Trek communicators with belt hook, telescoping antenna, and twin warp sound. From Mego. We've come a long way since uh, communicating via the Star Trek communicators in the 60s, eh, Kev? I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> Oh, what a great for Fumigo, a and Star Trek community. It was the seventies and I wasn't there either. So, <laughs> so it's thirteen hundred feet, it said. Thirteen hundred feet. Yeah, that's a long range. That's, yeah, that, that's a quarter mile. That's not bad. I did the math real quick, so I'm like, how how far is that? A quarter mile on on a eighties, seventies, sixties, fifties, forties, thirties, whenever it was, walkie talkie. That's not bad. Yeah, plus it has, has I the, think the I think when you sound. mean 30s, you mean how old Scott was when <laughs> those walkie-talkies came out. And the answer is in his 30s. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but that's, that's really not bad. That's like all of, that's like almost all of Comic-Con. Yeah, you could go from <laughs> one end of, uh, that would be awesome. of the convention center to the other. 
with your Star Trek community. I'm sure it's the highest of fidelity coming from 1976 or yeah. whatever the year was. How long? How long has Mego been around? Late 60s, I think. Again, I mean, from the original Big Kev's Geek Stuff days, I think it's in the original opening. I have a Mego Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. That's actually from a movie called uh, Last Enterprise, if you haven't seen it. Wait, is it Last Enterprise? It's actually from a movie that Kev knows, but forgets the title of. If you haven't seen, yeah, it. I can't. I really, I, I can't remember what I can't. I really can't remember what it's called. Actually, at the moment, I don't hey, think it's last. Enterprise. If you know where that original Geek Stuff opening quote comes from, call the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. Yeah, are you gonna send this an email? For, I, I got it. <laughs> it's free enterprise. Free Sorry, enterprise. Go. all right. Now, for those who called in, hang up your phone and call back in to the GVM line two zero one. 7302547 and express how angry you are that Kev ruined your moment of fame or you can email us about Blue that your opportunity at, at geeksftng at gmail.com that's right uh, while you're uh, sending that nasty uh, hateful email to us uh, be sure that you're following us on all the social medias Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and threads uh, it's geeksftng we're on threads. So, we're on so, threads I don't know if this is the right time to talk about it. didn't that die already? Or is that still a thing? Did it? I thought I heard it, it like dropped half of its user base after the first week. Oh yeah, people be, people be on threads, sir. Well, we'll have it anyways because it doesn't hurt in theory to have more social media. I guess it does because there's more places for us to do dumb things. Yeah. Who who who's in yeah. charge of our Ooh. Instagram? Who's in charge of our Instagram sandwich? Uh, Scott. Oh yeah. Do you know how many Instagram posts there are? Scott. Six. 29. There were 29 posts on our Instagram. That is pathetic. I'm going to try okay. to put some posts on Instagram because apparently Sandwich, although he's the uh, social media age person, he is not like an I, Instagram. I don't use social media. I'll tell you what, Scott. You want you want social media posts? Offer him a die every time he uh, puts a post up there. That's right. If you do a good one, it's a 20-sided die. If you do a crappy one, it's that little four... Four-sided piece of shit nobody likes that you step oh, on like in the those. middle of the night. Oh, I yeah. like those. Just, they're, that's they're what you need to do, Scott. You need to go to like a gaming show or something, you know, like the one you were just at, that board gaming show. Mm -hmm. Just find some, you know, some slough who's selling a box of mixed dice. And just every time he puts up a post, just show a new dice going in the box. And, and when the little box gets full, send it off to him. Oh, it's like it's like the ones at conventions where you just buy a cup full. You just like... You know, yeah, scoop yeah. Many, all the dice for you know five, yeah five or just or yeah or just or just buy the box yeah we will be we will be social media darlings in no time because sandwich will be you know just absolutely incentivized to I don't like, I don't, I don't like social media personally not a huge fan no, of it nobody likes social media that's, that's right. not the point yeah he goes yeah, from, from, like from yeah but you're on it because that's unpaid. where you get your 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 hooks for hey toys. hey. Uh, hey, I don't like uh, Kim Jong asshole that handles my packages. That is not in any way correlated to this conversation. Just yes, it is. Don't I don't like. like him, but I got to deal with it. I got to deal with it because that's the way that it is. We don't have to deal with. I don't have to personally deal with my own social media. Like, yes, I have an Instagram. I don't use it much. What is that? Well, Instagram? no one's talking about your personal Instagram, sir. We're talking about the show's social media. 
Everybody go okay. on over and look up Fat Dumbledore on Instagram and friend him and make him post more. Say, hey, we need more sandwich in cake. You my grandmother? Well, she didn't ask that for that, but she asked me to see me more. <laughs> Your grandma, she wanted to see. She donated to the Patreon. What was the what was the tier for uh, sandwich uh, sits in cake? Too much money. It's not too much. There is no too much. <laughs> yes, there is. Anyways, so what else can they do? So there's a Patreon, right? Patreon.com forward slash geeks of TNG. Uh, you go over there. You can see so many, so many wonderful things. At a dollar, you get to take part in the uh, Geeks of Patreon, our private Discord. Don't forget to at mention Kev if you want him to respond to things. Otherwise, he will not respond. For three dollars, you get the early bird special, you know, early releases of the show, and a sneak peek at the prep sheet. I don't know when they're coming out because we've recently changed our recording schedule, so we're trying to adjust that. There's a producer who'll figure that out, and he probably knows better than I do. I think the uh, shows are on Fridays now. We record on uh, Tuesdays and post it on Fridays. There you go. Five dollars, you get the bonus round. Get some couple extra episodes, some vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek stuff. We're somewhere past a hundred. I think we're somewhere in like one hundred five. I don't know. Did, did we decide, Scott, to skip the lost episodes yeah. and just move past those for yeah. the time being? We've been we've been on a, an expedition trying to find some lost episodes of Big Kev's Geek stuff uh, from I think about a hundred to one hundred and fifty seem to be missing years ago. <laughs> so uh, so we're, yeah, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing a time jump and catching up on the vintage episodes, but it'll skip to whatever the most. The oldest one that we have, which so it's going to go, we've got one to 100 and something is there right now. Then it's going to jump to about 150. There'll be a little time jump for you uh, Patreoners that are on the $5 tier. Following the history of this program. Yes. And then at $10, you get access to our Instagram live. You get to see this wonderful show live. No edits, no cuts, just raw yeah. geek stuff. One of the worst things you could see on the planet. Raw dog. Geek stuff, raw dog. Um, yes. And then don't forget to mention the uh, contest that's going on. Have you been keeping track, Sandwich, of all the boxes that are coming Absolutely. in? Absolutely. Every box that comes in, I keep track. I've dated and numbered. So every time I go, I, I count how many boxes I got and uh, what day I got them. So, and, you know, I have good track. Full disclosure, uh, Sandwich picked up the grail this week. Yes. Yeah, we're going to have to talk, have to along talk about with that. An, See, that will count as one, but it was one of those scenarios where there was like, nine boxes That's one with it. delivered package one delivered sir. package with nine things inside it doesn't matter how many things are inside it's one delivered it does package. because this is a hint it is actually nine remember there's the boxes and the things inside the boxes no no that's the tiebreaker just, no, uh, oh that is the tiebreaker okay that's true like there'll be a tie it's like it's like it's like guessing how many jelly beans are in that jar well, no, and that's different because like, they how, can see how, the jar. What are the odds of two people getting it right? Well, here's because the thing. Because one it's, person never gets it right. So what are the odds of two? Because the jar is something people can see. They don't know the actual size of the unit. I could say it's the size of, size of Utah, and they would not know if it's that big or the size of, like, some dude's garage. It's that's anywhere funny. between that size. Anywhere between Utah and some guy's and, garage. And it's, like, half empty. Sure. Yeah, I can barely walk in it still. Because of all the wonderful uh, cardboard boxes that you've <laughs> managed to get over the yeah, we well, all I barely walk into the, to be the place. In bins. I thought the requirement was to be in plastic bins with a lid. Well, off well, the see, the thing this is, is, this is the trip. I think where Sandwich and I are going to spend some quality time teaching him how to pack into bins. Uh, I don't want to go buy bins. 
because that's what it comes down to is I need to have bought at least 30 bins by at this point. Oh, you're on. You're insane. Kevin's been gone. You're insane. Of the amount of giant items. That's true. They don't get You are thing. insane. I mean, you're insane. I, I guarantee at least 30 bins. You can 30 exaggeration. Bins. Exaggeration is 30, but I guarantee 10. You can no fit, way. You can fit two There's Sentinels no and a Galactus in one of those bins, right? Here's, Gal- here's, Galactus no, no, doesn't it, fit in my it, fucking full-size bed. It doesn't fit in anything. Yeah. No, we're not talking about that. What we're talking about here is like a BBTS box comes, Big Bad Toy Store box comes, and it has, let's say, several items in it. The problem with that is that is they're not, I mean, they're not, they're packaged to travel. They're not packaged to store. So when they are removed from the package, they come in and then they are put into a storage bin. It's entirely different. He always says this. He always says there's a billion bins. We need a billion bins. And then I get like three. And it's like it's still be more than half three. Empty. I already know it's more than three. Bet? Guarantee. Now we are not talking about me sitting in cake guarantee. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Uh, West coast, Scott, I want you to make sure that you document this because now these are not items, nothing over a hot toy scale figure. What? Now you're changing it. No, no, I'm not changing it. I'm just saying individual items, individual items, nothing over a 12 inch figure. But you've put larger than 12-inch boxes in packages. No, I haven't. What? Yes, you have. Name a thing. Every single black and white Batman statue that was way bigger than They're that. They're not bigger than 12 inches. Yeah, yeah the box is, though. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, the item. The item cannot be over 12 inches. Okay, but I'm saying, what about those boxes? Because they're Three bins. Yeah, no way. Okay. Mark it down. We'll film it for Patreon. Sure. Okay. You want them to see your fucking horde? No, we can we can angle it in such a way as to be discreet. About your addiction? About things? There's no addiction. Your addiction. Oh, please. You're an addiction to dice. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I can carry my dice in a backpack. A whole backpack now? Do you see how this is exponentially getting worse, Scott? Every week. That literally that no. Listen, listen, you listen, you now hoarder. It's a backpack. Listen, you you are literally a dragon horde. All right. Stop. Enough. I could buy a house, a reasonably sized house with the amount of shit you have in that place. And I could furnish it with the amount of shit you have in that place. I could buy and furnish and still you have half a unit. With the the shit that's in that place and yeah then, i know and then he could protect it by, by scattering all of his dice on the ground and then when the thieves try to break in they will slip yes. on the dice like in home the, alone, the, wor- the worst part safe. is i had a cow i had a seat i had a comfortable recliner and a table in there i could have lived in there comfortably and now they're gone and instantly there's been boxes that sprung up in their space so they're i can't east, even they're east coast scott's house what good is that for me in the unit when i'm working hard slaving away over your horde oh yeah i get tired I no. wonder I wonder exactly what the distance is between your trunk and where the boxes land that you toss them in to the open unit. I can't toss them in because there's not enough space. I have to walk them back. I'm just saying. I'm running out of space to walk in the unit. 
that is the place we're at now, guys. Dun, dun, dun. That pretty soon there won't be an, an ability to walk into the unit. Well, don't forget all of our incredible giveaways coming up at New York Comic Con this October 11th or something through the 15th. Was, I thought it was the 20th. No, it's the something through the 15th. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to look it up. Do you know your booth? Don't, don't count Wednesday. Wednesday's just sandwich and me and sandwich is sandwich and maybe East Coast Scott. Yeah, working. October 12th to the 15th. Yeah, so there you go. Stop by booth, fill in the number because we don't know what it is yet. Uh, and yeah. In the win back some the fabulous prizes right. right out of the archive. I I can I can okay. What? Keep going. I gotta be right back. What's wrong with you? Huh? What's wrong with you? I'm getting dinner. Oh, okay. So you keep going. I just want to say I'll be right back. Sure. We can make fun of you easier when you're not here. Oh wow! Like you did. You would stop when I'm fucking here. Just saying. That's that's the greatest joke ever. That you stop making fun of me because I'm here. Nobody makes fun of you you're paranoid uh, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you all right that's we... true one of those fabulous prizes i'm happy to report unless it gets canceled is the amazon exclusive mcfarland toys gold label 89 batman and batmobile combination two-pack weren't you just complaining about this thing last week yeah, I got it. They put them it. up for sale again. Jeez. Oh, got one for me and one for a very lucky listener. Well, not listener, somebody who comes to the booth and Yeah, well, you know, listeners come to the booth. Uh, okay. So, well, but if but you're, they, if you're at New York Comic Con, come to the booth, you can win it. Also, you know what else I got? What? That we're giving away this year? The Turtles 4-pack, but the the comic book one, the the latest comic book one. Well, the turtles are a bit more beefy. I can't remember the name of that artist who they're based on, but that. And we're also going to throw in a blue damaged shredder. And what's the other one? Oh, Splinter. Mirage Comics Splinter also. So you get the whole crew. And if I get foot soldiers between now and then, which for some reason we get two thirds of the things. Well, I, I shouldn't complain because usually we get zero of the things on this Island, but this time we got all of those. So I was shocked, but of course there was one that we got none of. So there you go. Just a couple of the amazing giveaways this year at the TNG booth. New York Comic Con. Hopefully, we'll have that booth number. We can maybe announce that next week. Yeah, as soon as we get it, keep an eye out for on the social maybe. medias. We'll announce it. We'll announce it uh, exclusively on the threads. No, we'll put it everywhere. Put we, it everywhere. Yes, exclusively on threads. Follow us on threads. No, uh, but we may have some. Uh, we may have some bigger stuff happening at the booth this year than we had. Well, at least last year, but the last couple of years certainly. And that is, uh, we may have some toy industry reveals happening at the booth. Oh, that would be dun, awesome. Uh, it would be. Be sure to put them on Instagram Live. Be sure to put them, let me know, and I will help coordinate remotely the social media because uh, Sandwich is fired as the social media manager. We'll just send the photos to you and... And I'll upload them. Yes, that sounds yeah. good. Um, probably the best, yeah. probably the best yeah. thing to do. 
And then I will be, by the time this is out, Comic-Con will be half over, right? It'll be Friday before this comes out, but uh, tomorrow, or yesterday's Tuesday, tomorrow is preview night, so I get to get in on preview night. Is there something I'm supposed to pay attention to on preview night? I can't remember. Not funny, Scott. Not funny at all. Not even a little funny. Scott, you, you if you want to meet West Coast Scott, you will find him immediately. He's leaving, actually, in the middle of the night <laughs> so that he can be one of the first people to enter San Diego Comic-Con this year and proceed immediately to booth 4807, I think. Yep, that's what you told me. And where he will get for me, I hope, the space, the black and white Usagi from Stan Sakai's booth. You said black and white space Usagi. Yeah. Yeah, they cut out there for a second. They sold out online... I missed the pre-order. I don't know how I missed it, but I missed it. And it says on his website that they're they're holding some for people at San Diego. So we don't since we don't know how many some is, Scott's gotta go there first. That's the law. I will do my best. No, no, no. Your best, sir, isn't good enough. I want you knocking over children. I want the full San Diego experience. I want you sprinting to that booth. So, so you want me to uh, George Costanza when he thought there was a fire, just knocking kids out of the way and running? Yeah, I mean, that's what has to happen here. All right. Uh, yeah, so, and but again, if you are going to be in the uh, San Diego Comic-Con area. Uh, and you, know. you pick up a black and white space Usagi, call us at the GVM line. I'm eating. <laughs> Two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. Sandwiches on his union mandated uh, fifteen minute lunch break. <laughs> the when is unpaid the unpaid associate, dinner break. Unpaid associate dinner break. I like the I like the fact that it's a fifteen minute dinner break. You don't like most places for like a lunch. You got like half an hour to an hour. Not a, not, a, not in this job. Hey, the, the sandwich union isn't that great. I'm sorry. The the unpaid no. unpaid oh, associate you know what, union is not that strong. So I I told clearly. Alex. My my sandwich that he's in the sandwich Indian. is sandwich. Little my Alex. sandwich, little Alex, who's taller than me. Um, <laughs> I told him he's in the sandwich union. He got really excited. Actually, he's like, oh, "I am really." I'm like, "Yes, you're in the sandwich union. It's not that great. Trust me. You'll to pick up packages." <laughs> uh, well, he so- just has to clear his schedule for New York. That's what he has to do. Yeah, he's got to get sick that day or those days. <laughs> I don't even know what he does. I think he's I did. An, he's an accountant. Oh, then perfect. Yeah, he's Stuff the one. Wait to be he's counted. The, his accounting firm, Price Waterhouse, is keeping track of all of uh, all of the boxes that for the contest that sandwich is keeping. Oh, I can't. I can't bring him out on that side yet. <laughs> no, he's he's what he he has to do his time in the booth just like Sandwich did. I would never leave Alex there. I'd fucking feel bad. He'll be fine. He's too soft. <laughs> he couldn't handle the booth work. <laughs> He's too soft. Come on, we left East Coast Scott there. Scott's different. That's like leaving Beavis in charge. Alex is young and full of life still. He still has brightness oh. in his eyes. <laughs> what you're saying is he's not broken. Yeah, exactly. Like That's okay. That's, he's like a new shoe. We got to wear him around a bit. Break no, him no, I like this one. I like, the, I like him with his, his joy in his eyes still. Don't worry, it'll pass. It'll pass. It's not like he's not like us fucking degenerates. Don't worry, that'll pass too. 
<laughs> Wait until you start asking him every week for a sandwiches, sandwiches, sandwich shop. You know, then he's going to be like, no, leave me alone. I got my own life to sandwiches, do. Sandwiches, sandwiches, sandwich shop. I don't want to watch Shogun. <laughs> you, you can delegate. Sandwich, you can delegate. Delegate Shogun to Sandwich is Sandwich, and then he has to watch it. Would you call it, like, Sanception? <laughs> What's the Sandwich is Sandwich? Sandwichception. Sandwichception. Surely there are other things we can talk about, like the sheer amount of exclusives that Scott has to pick up at San Diego. And I want to point out that I don't even think it was a week ago where I I was chatting with Scott via text and I said, wow, I can't believe it's like no exclusives that I'm interested in. And literally the next day, <laughs> it was like the cascade had fallen. It's all your fault. Pretty funny. If you'd kept everything quiet, there would have been nothing and everybody would have benefited. Well, look, I'm just saying Todd McFarlane has lost his damn mind again. So what happened? Well, you, you missed it, uh, Sandwich, when I announced that one of the fabulous prizes we'll be giving away uh, at our booth at New York this year is the McFarlane Toys Gold Label 89 Batman and Batmobile combination two-pack. Didn't you say that in text? I did. Well, I'm saying it on the show now so people get excited. I also said that we'll be giving away a most recent comic book turtle four pack along with a mirage shredder and battle damage blue no mirage splinter and a mirage battle damage blue shredder so come by the booth as soon as we have the number and be a part of it that's how you win yeah why don't we do this geek stuff what's in the news we were talking about unions. I think we should talk about Fran Drescher in the news. Um, she wants to do a 30th anniversary reunion for the nanny. Well, this is exciting. Yeah. Oh, she's also the president of, of SAG, and she's uh, you know out there yelling at the studios who refuse to pay actors and writers who are now on strike and everything it, is shut down. Yeah, that seems to be more important than the 30th anniversary of the nanny, sir. Are you sure? I mean, have you seen the show? Yeah. It's a good show. 100% sure. I was a fan. 100% sure. You were a fanny? Yeah. Yeah. He's still a fanny. Uh, let's see. The, the Squid Game creator said that he gets no royalties, even though Squid Game made $800, $900 million for Netflix. So, you know. And, and meanwhile, the uh, Universal says that the on-demand film strategy has increased the audience. So, basically, having that short theatrical window and putting it immediately on demand is getting more people to watch the show watching watch the movies i i want to go back to the squid game guy isn't there another season of that do yes they're working on it i mean if he didn't if he didn't change his uh if he didn't change his deal with netflix after the success of the first one that's on him I mean, yeah, but I bet still it's all upfront money. Maybe you know they don't they don't pay residuals. I um, think I think the the baseline needs to be raised to some degree at least for just generally doing it. Like, sure, I think if he didn't restructure it based on this, he should do something. But there should also be 
more of a like baseline pay that they get because apparently they, they get shit. <laughs> yeah, did you see the, the viral video from the the girl that one of the? I mean, she wasn't a main star of Orange is the New Black, but she was in Orange is the New Black, and she goes, "Oh, look, here's my you know my residual check," and yeah. and she's it scanned down you know all these different episodes, twenty seven bucks. So, I mean, they just. I mean, I saw a thing that one of the residuals she got was literally zero cents. They're just saying that she, in theory, would have a residual, and it was zero cents. It rounded down. It was 0.4 cents, so it rounded down to zero. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just the studios just don't want to pay people. I mean, it is what it is. It's all about it's all about shareholder value and not about uh, the artists. So, um, Also, did you see the uh, Oscars have expanded the rules that you need? Uh, they've expanded the length of time that a theater film needs to be in a theater to qualify to be an oscar contention so yes thank you martin scorsese it is is the uh the irishman the reason for that i would say probably i'm sure that he is part of the reason for that i'd be willing to bet that's the case yeah. so let's see um mission impossible dead reckoning part one 54.7 million dollars over the weekend and then Sound of Freedom was $27 million. Insidious was another $13 million. Insidious like five. Yeah. The, the fifth Insidious movie. Right. I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, those kind of horror movies are, like, dirt cheap to make, right? So they, they are, like, instantly I mean, yeah. profitable, right? Is, it, is but, it James Wan? Who's James Wan? Do you think that's the director or do you think that's the actor? The director of Insidious. Because he makes all those movies, like Saw and all that. Is this this is Chapter Five? You said, yeah, or something like that. It's either four or five. Who the current one is? The, yeah, the Red Door or something like that. The first one was a remake of Poltergeist, for all intents and purposes. Insidious, The Red Door, James Wan screenplay. Yep, well, he wrote it. Did he direct it and produce? He had to at least produce it, I imagine. The director was Patrick Wilson. Yeah, Pat, you know who Patrick Wilson is? Night Owl. Name. Night oh, Owl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's like in them. Is he? Yeah, he's no, he's, he's in the, what you call it? Yeah, he's in them. No, he's not in, in Insidious. He's in the, what you call it, movies. He is in the Insidious movies. The ones you're thinking of, though, I think they may have crossed yeah. over. I think they crossed them over because you're thinking about a different horror movie, right? You're, no, the, the one where, the, where they're a par- he and his wife are paranormal investigators, like based on real people or some shit. Yeah, that's and, insidious. Insidious is not that universe. Yeah, it is. He's he's in he's in the cast of the first Insidious as Josh Lambert, married couple Josh and Renee Lambert. And they're in the investigators. That's insidious. That's insidious. What were you thinking? Yeah, what are you thinking? I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm thinking some other James Wan Wan movie. I don't think those movies were called Insidious. Yeah. And Annabelle and the Nun and all that. That's all part of that universe. Yeah, and that's it. I think Insidious and Annabelle, and maybe the Nun. I, th- I think they've crossed over. I think they're one. It's one horror movie universe. Well, it, I mean, but that, I've known that. I've known all the side movies. I just, for some reason, I didn't know that. The Conjuring? Conjuring, yeah, that's the one. Patrick Wilson is in both of them. 
<laughs> he's in the Conjuring movie and the Insidious movies. The Conjuring movie is the one with the couple. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> he is the main guy in both the movies. <laughs> is he he's not the same character though, is he? No, different character. Okay. If I'm looking at this right. Who does he play in The Conjuring? So, in The Conjuring, the character's name is Ed Warren and in it's it. Josh Lambert. And they're also and he's also a couple in the Insidious movie who investigate paranormal things. Or it might just be a dude who deals with it a lot. Patrick Wilson man likes his horror movies, I guess. And James Wan likes paying him to do it. I like the Conjuring universe, but Insidious, I'm sure I only saw the first one, and I'm sure it was pretty much a remake of Poltergeist. I think so. The Steven Spielberg directed yet not given credit for horror movie. Toby Hooper got the credit for that. Even though apparently Spielberg did mu- much of it. Much All of I, heard was, I heard I heard this insidious movie was bad even to horror movie standards because it was just it's just milking the insidious name at this point that there's nothing insidious. nothing good what? about it. Well isn't there a big hullabaloo about the sound of freedom? I mean yes, What's like, the it's about human trafficking. What's the deal? I heard people were like really upset about it. Like there was controversy surrounding the movie. I I have no basis. I feel like, like I've seen on social media. I feel like what I, don't I saw use. was that it's about human trafficking, yes. but it's inaccurate, which may you know like lessen people's. I don't know. I like. I just think it gives people the the wrong idea. Like there's inaccuracies in how it's presented, but I don't know. So not very uh, not very on genre for the show. Let, let's let's talk about Tom Cruise instead. They're gonna make a Edge yeah, that's on genre. Well, Edge of Tomorrow too. Is it because his religion is basically a space fantasy? It is. Is Edge of Tomorrow? So therefore, was he Edge qualifies at all one time. Where he kept dying. Yes, lived. That's Revenge coming. That sequel. Yeah, they're working on it. Uh, his religion is the fakest of all the fake religions, right? I believe it's the, the most the, fake. I, I mean, the most, it's the most I guess fake in, religion. in theory, if you see one religion as fake, they're all fake. It's just anyone could be real. It's yes, all but, fake. It's but all that bullshit, one's the most fake. And, and the second most fake, Mormonism. Mormonism is number two. Scientology is number one on the fake scale. Yes. Opinions of West Coast Scott do not necessarily reflect those of Geeks of TNG. Um, and suddenly Scott was replaced the next episode. <laughs> Scott the canceled sci- by Mormons, but and, and and the Scientologists. I mean, those are two powerful enemies. I don't want to make. Every, yeah, exactly. Every Mormon. He'll never, be, he'll never be able. To, he'll never be able to. Hey, get if you're a Mormon, <laughs> if you're a Mormon or a Scientologist, call us at the GVM line two zero one seven three zero L Ron Hubbard. <laughs> I don't believe those are the last digits, sir. <laughs> and uh, tell us why uh, we should cancel. West Coast Scott. Scott, you are not allowed to go anywhere near the state of Utah for the, the next couple weeks. That's right. Until Cancel I got, I got, any trip I got, going. I got to wait for this doll blow over. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, apparently, somebody named Paul Schrader. Do you know who Paul Schrader is? I know yes. the name. 
Yes, who is it? He's an actor. Well, he said that Oppenheimer is the best movie ever made. Uh, is he in it? I don't know. Yeah. But he said it is the best. I'm sorry, the best movie of the century. Oh, of the century, be. which is well, I guess it's a quarter year old now, right? Near enough. Yeah. Um, are Are they going to be doing the Barbie Oppenheimer uh, double feature on the island there, Kev? Hysterical. No, we oh, currently no. have the Flash. <laughs> I think they would need two screens. I literally there. talked myself out of going to see it the other day. Yeah. I'm holding out hope that Indy is next week. That's so weird. That's what I'm hoping. Well, won't Indy be on Disney Plus anyways in like a month? Yeah, I want to see it on the big screen, Sandwich. I know, but I'm just saying. I literally talked myself out of going to see The Flash. I mean, talk yourself into it. Maybe maybe if you wait for the small there. screen. Because I want to see Keaton Batman. Yeah. But if you if you wait for Disney Plus, wait, it won't be Disney Plus. If you wait for it to come out on streaming, then maybe the special effects won't look so bad on a smaller screen. Watch it on your phone, then maybe you won't notice the the shitty special effects. I'll notice if it looks like Mario is walking across the screen, you know, all blocky. Yeah, eight, eight bit graphics on on eight on bit head. special effects. Yeah, let's see what else. Um, just all kinds of blockbusters are failing spectacularly, according to, to this article. Did you see the Did you see the DreamWorks one that was like looked like a Little Mermaid? The teenage up? Kraken. Yeah, it was just a, about a red haired Little Mermaid, but it had you know, but it's in the DreamWorks. No, 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 no. So that's the bad person. Oh yeah, that's right. The mermaids are the bad part, the bad people. But she, the... yeah, the, the 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 she was a quirky like Kraken tiny person. Who was trying to figure out how to be a Kraken and a teenager at the same time, and her wonderful Kraken powers? The coming of age story. Everyone knows it, and it's the worst. Sandwich, story. move over to the right. It's the You're worst opening for a uh, for a DreamWorks animated ever. DreamWorks been doing pretty good with their movies the last couple of years. I really liked all the DreamWorks films, but yeah, this one just stunk. Yeah. Did you go see it? Did you and your girlfriend go see it? He no, did. I, yeah. I did not see that. No, I he won't admit it, but uh, we all know yeah. that he saw it. So no, it was it was shocking because it was the one time my girlfriend saw like a cartoon movie or cartoon film, and she's like, "I don't want to see it." Like, wow, I'm shocked. I don't know if that's an improvement or you just know it's bad already. But we did not see it. We saw the trailer for it before Spider Verse. Mm, okay, but I knew it existed, and I thought it looked horrible. And she didn't say anything about it, so I figured she didn't like it either. Yeah, I'm sure I'll end up watching it once it's on the streamers because my kids will watch all of those things. Uh, how do we feel about Wes Anderson pictures on this show? Um, we love them. I, I flew to Honolulu to see Asteroid City. Okay, how was it? I loved it. Why? Did you see it? I haven't seen I I feel like Wes Anderson movies don't... When I when I see the preview, like Asteroid City is one of the first ones in a while that I'm like, oh okay, that looks interesting. I'd like to see that. But like, you know, the Grand Budapest Hotel, and like, I just don't. I feel like they don't draw me in from the previews, and so I never end up watching them. Now I watched I think it was Moonrise Kingdom, which I really really liked, which is my favorite one. And I watched uh, what was his early one? You know, I mean, I've seen Bottle Rocket and Rushmore. But then, like, I haven't seen The Life Aquatic. I haven't seen Grand Budapest Hotel. I haven't you seen... Could, you could skip Life Aquatic. Animals. As a live-action one, you could skip Life Aquatic. Anything that is not live-action, you can also skip. Fabulous Mr. Fox and Isle of Dogs. Oh, no, I will say I loved both of those. I loved both of those. 
So I don't like either one of those. But you haven't seen the Royal Tenenbaums? I haven't. All right, that one you need to see. I don't like Wes Anderson movies. Yes, we know sandwich. Yeah, I just I, I feel like I, they all feel the same to me. They, they do. They have they have a, a, a it, feel. To it's them. called a style. Yeah, he's I understand style. that. I just don't like the style. That's fine. Now his brother's PTA, right? Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't think so. I don't think they're related. They're not related. Okay, but that's that's Boogie Nights and uh, Hard Eight and several other ones. I thought they were brothers, and I'm like, oh, I like PTA better than Wes Anderson. But I think I need to give Wes Anderson. Uh, a second look and go watch some of those and Ashford City might be the one that I start with. So tell us, give us the uh, spoiler-free review, Kev. I liked it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, spoiler-free. Did, did you know there's going to be a new Alien movie? Again? Which yeah. it, which one? Wait, first of all, let's just, we can probably clip this one right in the bud. Is it Ridley Scott? No, it's uh, Fede Alvarez? Yeah. So, so no. twenty-four. Don't care. What's the name of it? Oh, geez. Is it Ridley Scott producing it? Alien Romulus is the working title. Is that based on a comic? It sounds like a comic title. No, we got nothing. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just wait and see. And then did you know there was a Alien versus Predator like animated series? I don't know if it ever got create got completed, but it was a project. In the works, I think we talked about it on this show. Okay, all right, all right. See, Maybe. like that's the one, like Predator thing that I, I one of the Predator things I actually really liked was that one versus Aliens because it just feel like almost naturally makes sense to me a little bit. Oh, did I ever well, say on the show? Because I... it, in canon of the movies, yeah, you know the the Predators are responsible for aliens getting here yes. so or wherever yeah did i ever mention on this program i saw the what was it called prey the one where it was like a native american i still haven't watched that one i really want to i heard it was it really good it was yeah, really good actually it won it won some um, awards and yeah prey was like very very yeah, high no, regard yeah i saw it recently with my friends and as someone who doesn't it wasn't horror which is why i think i could really enjoy it it was way more thriller and like the effects looked really good and the aliens. I wouldn't I wouldn't classify six. them as horror movies. I would classify them as action movies or sci-fi or something like that. Not horror. You know what I think it is? I think my because they're so attached to alien movies, which feel which are horror, to me they always the first felt like one, horror. The first one is as close to a horror movie as yeah. any one of them in that franchise ever got. Yeah. yeah. The rest of them are all action. Action science fiction movies. Yeah. Um it was really good. I really, really liked it, actually. I highly recommend it if you can watch it. I don't know who has access to Hulu anymore, because I know I don't. My friend does. Um, I mean, but it's, it's, it was part good. Of, it's part of Disney+, Plus, basically. No, you have to have a, sub a separate subscription, I think. Yeah, but I feel like they're getting ready to fold it, just fold it in. I think they're going to fold it in or sell off some of the... They, some of they the might. Stuff. They might. That was a talk so, we had. Watch it quick, people. All right, so let me let me say this as a, another show moment. Do you remember when I thought that uh, Malcolm McDowell and Roddy McDowell were related? Uh-huh. Th and they're not? Well, uh, Wes Anderson and Paul Thomas Anderson are not related, and I thought they were, so. Remember I, remember I, how I said they were not related five minutes ago? Yeah, you were I Well, I just was, uh, I was fact-checking. Fact-checking. I understand. Fact-checking fact me. I understand. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. All right, I've got two two things. Kev news that we got to get we got to get out before uh, we go to break on this episode. Let's talk okay. about Neil Gaiman for a minute. Uh, the Sandman season two started filming um, right before the writer strike, and then the next article. Well, filming, that's the end of that. Sandman season two stops filming because of the writer strike. I feel like I saw him in a video from in, a picket, in one of the picket lines. Yeah, I think so. Probably, I think so. Picket um, lines are a great opportunity for photo ops and autographs. So, can you get autographs in a? Is that is that? Uh, I mean, do if you walk give up? you one? Sure. I mean, would that be the place for it? I guess if you're if you're helping them picket with it with your own sign, just get a sign. Work. Just get a sign that says "Justice Now" or something, and then go up and be like, "Can you sign my picket sign?" Okay, actually, yeah, actually, actually, I have one of your novels. I have one of your novels in my backpack. Could you sign it for me, please? Also, if you don't mind, I got this figure. Um, it's from my friend. Um, can you also sign it? But he has the same. I name don't have. Name. Do I have a? I don't have a Neil signed figure. I have a figure I want Neil to sign. I have the Man of Miracles figure that Todd McFarlane signed for me, and I want Neil to sign that one. Because that's well, Miracle all Man. you have to do is get that figure from the storage unit, fly out to the picket lines. <laughs> And yep, it as well, it. and then you two can get. Yeah, that. but I have I have more interesting things from Neil Gaiman. Like one, he is my friend. Like yes. two, I have original artwork in my sketchbook by Neil Gaiman yes. as we sat having dinner in Virginia, wherever the hell that was. And yeah, I mean, I have every book up to a Nazi boys, I think, personalized to me from Neil Gaiman. So I'm fine. On my Neil Gaiman collection. I have at least. I have definitely one piece of his original art. And I have an original. Sketch of death. By. Bacello. Which I think is signed by the both of them. I think that's in my collection somewhere. Somewhere in the unit. Just waiting. For sandwich to sell. (laughs) After my demise. The only one thing I say to Sandwich every single time that we're in the unit, Scott, every single time that he and I are in there and we're talking about my eventual demise, I say, listen to me very carefully, Sandwich. Nothing is in here that has no significance. So if you come across a piece of paper and something scrawled on it or something like, there's a reason that I kept it. I mean, listen, all I know is, and this is the selfish part of the sandwich, the second I get in my hand of those fucking sketchbooks, oh my god, that's gonna be fucking nuts. <laughs> I can only imagine what those fucking things would be worth. Fucking original sketches from people who aren't even alive today. Much less by the time I fucking get And it. people that don't do sketches. I got an Alex Ross Superman. That's a cool handful of grand right there so exactly. so it's oh no kev's dead listen listen I no it, i will be i will be sad but i'll just be enjoying my sadness in my new tropical home <laughs> yeah so, that's it kev mourning me from hawaii does, does yeah. one does one rip the individual sketches out and sell them individually or sell the entire sketchbook as one what's the no, you, you do, know, you do that's, book as one. that's no 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 the first thing you would probably do in that case is you'd probably go to a higher end art dealer like uh there's there's several of them you would probably go to one of them with the complete book 
Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of his name. Eddie something is the one I'd probably send sandwich to were I alive to do so. I can't remember his name. Um, it's the guy who handles. Actually, I'm pretty sure he st- he may not be in a, in a in a business relationship with Jim Lee anymore. I always forget his name. Anyway, the point is, oh, is it Choi? Eddie Choi? I forget. Um, you would bring that to an art dealer as a whole, and they would then decide how to handle it. How to handle it? Yeah. Because they may want to make an offer, but you know that offer should be composed of the breakdown of the individual. I mean, they're all. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure about 98 percent of them are singly removable. So you could cut. I mean, you could cut the binding of the book and just have them individually released like that. And that's like you're talking three or four full sketchbooks, and they're oversized as well. They're not small sketchbooks. They're big sketchbooks, mm-hmm. you know, and the sketches in there are not like I'd say the majority of vast majority of them are not pencil sketches. They're inked. And, you know, for example, like there's an amazing full body Spider-Man sketch in there with Dr. Mude Sr. who just passed away. There's also a sketch by John Romita Jr., that was inked by John Romita Sr. And it was the last one at that sketchathon thing that he did a hundred years ago. Um, and it literally says on it last one. So, you know, that has some history as well. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I tell him that all the, I tell sandwich that all the time. I'm like, don't disregard anything. There's a reason it's in there. Anyway, so. Right. Now I'm getting the sadness. So it looks like uh, in season two of Sandman, uh, India Moore, I, I think she's the one that played Death, his sister Death, in that one episode. I think she's going to be in it more because there's a lot of set photos of her. Well, that makes sense based on the story. Based on the story, which, yeah, you won't tell me. But I like I liked season one, so we'll, we'll, I'm looking forward to season two. Speaking of season two and Neil Gaiman, uh, Good Omens season two, the trailer is has been out. Have you watched it yet, Kev? Yes. Yeah, I saw it, but, you know, this is an original, I, I believe Neil wrote this alone. I don't think this is this does not have Terry Pratchett influence other than the creator, you know, the co-creator of the characters and the original story. So I don't know how I feel about that. Not I, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be a fan of it because it's Neil, but that Terry Pratchett part of that writing maybe glaringly missing but i don't know because i also didn't look to see if he wrote this alone or if it was based on concepts that he and terry pratchett came up with i don't know i don't know a lot about it because i just haven't had a chance to look yeah i mean if it's even half as good as the first season it's going to be great because that first season was fantastic so well that's because it's based on you know arguably one of the best things neil wrote of course with terry pratchett who is dead. So I don't know if it's based on concepts that the two of them came up with before Terry Pratchett died. I'd say it's got at least a chance, but, uh, and what I mean is I don't mean that it's going to be good or not good. It's going to be good. Is it going to be great? That will depend on, you know, a lot of factors. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that yet. Now I know Terry Pratchett's known for his comedic, style correct and is neil gaiman stuff 
generally funny? No, it's more serious, right? No. Yeah, generally, yeah. yes. So it'll be it'll not be that he doesn't have humor. He does, but it's not Terry Pratchett. Right. One of the things that made Good Omens such an amazing book was those two different viewpoints. Yeah. Now, did they do they like each write one of the characters, or do they did they collaborate on the whole thing? How was that written? Did I like, don't did know. They go back and forth, chapter by Neil- chapter. I've I've talked to him about it, and I don't remember what he told me, to be honest, because that was a really long time ago, that discussion. I feel like it went back and forth, um, but I don't know exactly in what manner. I'm sure if you look on Wikipedia, it probably says. I just don't remember. It's like it's like the Kevin Smith Prince stories, the parts that he didn't tell on Evenings with Kevin Smith. Like I remember vaguely bits of those because that was personal conversations. But, you know, like, I, I don't remember what he said in the Kevin Smith talks versus the parts that he told me. I mean, that's about a lot of stories with Kevin. That's true, actually. Oh, I just thought of a, a new bit. Once we start really doing the video production, we can do big Kev True Hollywood stories. And it'll be like that where you're the Charlie Murphy part. Yeah. Telling stories. Just of it, talking film with, it just with like that. Kev and do all the exact things. And then we, we cast sandwich, we sandwich. sandwich yeah. as a younger Kevin Smith. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> that would be really funny. I think you find that funny, actually. Uh, that'd be good. All right. Last, uh, the last Neil Gaiman uh, news article here. Um, he's teaming up to do a, a comedic audio for Audible. Uh, he's teaming up with Felicia Day. Who? Felicia Day. I don't know who this person is. She's got her own theme bed. She's got her own what? You don't hear the theme music in the background? No. Come on, you don't hear that? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's Do you hear it, Sandwich? Vaguely. That only grows in the early spring. Oh, that's this, a is, this is Scott trying to revive a bit from <laughs> like 20 years ago. I had the bit, I had the music, I was all set, and then you couldn't hear it, so that makes it no fun. And then let's see. I think if I remember the bit correctly, I'm supposed to say something like, did you ever look in her eyes? It's but, like the first time I saw Star Wars. That's right. Right? Uh, Isn't that the bit? I think that is the bit. And, you know, you, you have the record that. scratch ready for when we <laughs> when we move off of this? No. Or, or when I snap out of the I'm in a Felicia Day fog? Mm. See, you don't have the whole bit ready. I, so. I don't have the whole bit ready. I didn't do my research. All right. I'm, I'm so well, for her, by the way. Just saying. Well, see, I there's thought 50 that's... episodes of Miss Bit that uh, yeah. you didn't have to study on. So that's what happened. Exactly. This well, is why you get the Patreon. So you go back and listen to the episodes of Big Kev's Geek stuff, sir, and then you learn the bits. That's how it works. See, Alicia Day. I that's thought you were supernatural. And you were just saying that because. You're over Felicia Day, that's all. I'm over Felicia Day now. Then I was not. During the bit, I was clearly... When she did this show, I was clearly not over her. The first time I interviewed her and embarrassed the hell out of myself, I was not over her then. Oh, where can I find that? I know it's not... I don't know. I have no idea. Is that in in the dead? (laughs) (laughs) Is it one of the lost episodes? It may be. Kev deleted 50 episodes just to cover up his tracks so that nobody could get the interview. I can't. I, I know this. this one, but I, I can't know it's audio. One. I know it's audio only. 
I know it definitely played on the show because I took crap for it for I don't know, like a year. And then, well, I, I certainly took crap on it for a long time. But then several months after that, her people reached out to us and said that she wanted to do the show to promote the guild, which was going to Xbox Live or something at the time. And she wanted to do our show. And I was like, are you sure that's what you want? Because, yep. And I had to call Felicia Day on the phone and talk to her and set up how we were going to do the bit and the show. And, oh, yeah, that was that was fun and not terribly embarrassing. And she embarrassed the hell out of me on this show, too. She she said, I remember specifically what she said because it's burned into my psyche. She came on and she said, you know, she we were playing off the bit, and she said at, toward the end, she goes, she said Kev was so I can't remember what she said exactly what it was like, so tongue tied or so I don't think it was shy, but it was something it was something in that genre. He was so whatever the word is that I didn't think he was actually press. <laughs> so and I was like, years later, people thanks. still don't believe you're actually press. So yeah. Right. Yeah, when you know celebrities that you're crushing on and you can't talk to them because your mouth's full of marbles at that moment, and then she pulls one of the other cast, you're per you're perfectly prepared to just interview Felicia Day, and then at the last second she grabs one of the other cast members and drags him in, totally throwing off what I had planned to do in the interview, and then I was just like a mumbling mess. So she's doing something with Neil Gaiman? Yeah, she's doing a, like a comedy audio thing for Audible. So okay. Like, like an audio well, book. It's called Third well, Eye. Well, that'll be interesting, I guess. All right. How about some Tron news? What about Tron? What about Tron? Um, Jared Leto is ruining the third Tron movie before it even gets made. Oh, what's he done now? He's in it. Just being in it? All right. He's like the lead. It's Tron in time. Stop. Stop. Please don't do that. Please. Evan Peters joins the cast of Tron. It's Tron Ares. Is that the name of the movie? It's going to be Ares. Uh, There's a rumor that Jodie Turner-Smith is the female lead. Who? Jodie Turner-Smith. I don't know who that is. Sam, you got to back off there a little bit, buddy. Because I'm just getting your giant forehead. It's like... We're ready to show a movie on it. Oh, I'm sorry. I was in this. We were having a riveting conversation about 30 years ago when Fleet Day did the show. So, yeah, let's, let's it, see. It wasn't 30 years ago, sir. Uh, Tron Aries cast. How could it be? We're not even 30. That's right. Uh, Tron Aries cast past lives breakout Greta Lee and also Yellow Jacket star. Sarah uh, Desjardins. Desjardins. Desjardins, yeah. That Yellow Jackets is supposed to be really good. I do actually want to watch that. Yeah, I mean, it seems, it seems like a lost Which, kind of kind Is of that thing. on Max? Is it? I don't remember where it is. I have to find it because I do want to watch that one. I am glad for you yeah, to watch okay. shows that have come out in the last, you know, decade instead of going back to Little House on the Prairie. So I, I would... I would be happy if you watch Yellow Jackets. Hysterical. 
Uh, let's see. All right, a couple more things before we go to break. What about Deadpool three with James Garner or James Garner? James Garner. James be Garner. He's dead, be, sir. That'll be amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be all uh, AI CG. He he uh, he signed the contract before the writers' strike, and they got his likeness in perpetuity. Is he coming back as James Rockford from the Rockford Files? Uh, just the just the theme song alone would make it worth it. This is Jim Rockford. Leave a message. Um, see, the Rockford Files sandwich was a show about a private investigator who drove a very iconic car also in the 70s and had a great theme song. Uh, but yes, Jim I remember the theme song. I don't remember the car. Yeah, it's like his car was kind of iconic. It wasn't like the Starsky and Hutch car, but it was still, a, a, you know, anyway. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Garner returning as Electra in uh, Deadpool 3. Yep. So that's going to be interesting. Why? Which which could mean which could mean an Affleck Daredevil cameo. Which would be funny. I mean, it would be funny, joke it, I right? think. Yeah. What? It would be funny. I mean, yeah, it's just for the joke cameo, right? That's the only reason you would get Jennifer Garner in there, right? That's the only reason you get anyone in that movie. Cuz it's the cuz he's clearly going to make fun of the multiverse. That's why Wolverine is in it. Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman. If you haven't seen that photo yet, if you're the only person in the world who hasn't seen the photo of Hugh Jackman in the yellow X-Men suit. It's like, I think it's the astonishing yellow suit. I think, I think so. It looks good. I like it, but it's clearly like it. This is clearly a multiverse thing and it's going to be, I'm guessing now, I I think it's going to be, Deadpool traversing the multiverse, and then at the end of the movie, he's going to land in the MCU. Probably. Just as a guess, that's what I think will happen. There'll be like a Doctor Strange or a Loki to meet him there. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe Deadpool brings the X-Men into the MCU. Yeah. Just fucking drag. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to do it that way, but I mean, certainly that would be a way to get Deadpool in there. So we'll see. Let's see, what else? be interesting. What else we got? Let's do some quick celebrity news before we go to break. Um, Sofia Vergara and husband Joe Manganiello are reportedly divorcing after seven years of marriage. I hope well, we keep all of his D and D stuff. Yeah, there's only so much D and D that Sofia Vergara could tolerate, I suppose. Uh, is it irreconcilable differences? It, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Um, that's Flash Thompson, right? From the original Spider-Man? Yes. It is. He must have been like... How fucking old must he have been in that movie? Because isn't he like in his 50s at this point? I lose my mind. I, is he way I don't think he's that old. I thought he was up there. Like he's like in the wasn't he? Wasn't he like the werewolf in uh, True Blood also? Yes. He's only 46. I'm way off. And what was that Spider-Man 25 years ago? Uh, 20 years ago. So he's 25, 24. He looks way different back then, though, too. I mean, if you didn't know it was him, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you would just recognize him. But again, he didn't have the beard and all that. I mean, I think that's a big part of it. But Should we take a break? Yeah, I think we should uh, take a break. Um, we have not named this episode yet. Kev, do you know what number episode this is? What number do you think it is? 700 and 25. 
plus three. And 28. I was close. You're close. You're, you're in, the, in the neighborhood. I was one line between the five and the eight. There you go. Just that line that connects the top of the five to the bottom of the five makes it an eight. All right. We'll take us to break. And with that, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 700 uh, and whatever, <laughs> 28. Just said it. 28. And we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. 
The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hello, this is Neil Gaiman, uh, writer of lots of different things, really. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the sandwich shop. Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Hefuna Studios. It's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates. Tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Isn't it nice to be everybody sitting down in a chair talking into a microphone instead of like live from the scattered? Garden State Parkway? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's nice that we're all kind of, you know, I think one of these days we're going to get like all of us in one room and record and that would be awesome. That would be weird. And then hell froze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's likely. And Scott's the problem. I mean, sandwich will be together in a number of weeks. I booked my flights today. Yeah. Well, you know, once, once, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll get back there one of these days. It'll be fun. We'll, we'll make it happen. Sure. Move your sure. entire family to New Jersey. Yeah. And to Jersey. Buy winter coats because you'll experience, look, they'll be look, experiencing real winter. If we could just time. get them to come for New York, that would be enough. Maybe 2024. Maybe New York 2024. Sure. We'll do it. We'll you do said it. that last year. Be the first year we don't get a booth. <laughs> be the first year we don't get a booth. It'll be 2024. I've jinxed it. I've jinxed it. 
Gotta fucking walk in like a couple of fucking homeless dudes all staggering in together at once. That's it. Just in the streets. Our own booth, but in the street. It's on a cooler. Anyways, we have show to do. Not lament. Speaking of that Scott speaking of Hulk, which we were before, Mr. Sandwich, did you go uh, to Walmart Collector Con today? What the heck is that? That is where you could have pre-purchased your Joe Fix-It. New oh. Joe Fix-It Hulk. Nah. I'll get it at a toy show. I did. I got it. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, Joe I mean, it's my Hulk. I know. 40 bucks. The hell out of here. Did you find, is it sold out? I don't know if it is, but I'm not getting it right now. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. I'm just saying we need to acknowledge the fact that Walmart Collector Con started this morning with a number of exclusives, including Marvel Legends, Joe Fix-It Hulk. So, I mean, I could still add it to my cart. So maybe it didn't sell out yet, which is pretty interesting because that stuff. Most of them didn't sell out then at that point because I can add all of them to my cart at this point. What's all of them? Well, that's what we're going over now. So it's Joe Fix-It Hulk is one. Marvel Legends, Joe Fix-It Hulk is a, well, he's also an oversized figure, sir. It's not just a single release. He's huge. It's a deluxe. Deluxe. Also, we have the brand new Bucky cap on a, mm-hmm. on a new body, not yep. the Bucky cap body, which was previously what Bucky cap was on. I think this is the... Not sure which body this is. Sure, they said on the foosh, but I can't remember. Vulcan, maybe it's the Vulcan body. Um, so there's that, and then there was there were three. I think that's it for Marvel Legends. There were three GI Joe exclusives. Also, there, there was a Morbius Spider Man two pack. Oh yeah, that's um. Oh yeah, that is a yeah, but that is a straight up repack. The Morbius is a straight up repack for a figure that peg warmed forever. It's I like the six arm Spider Man. The six arm Spider Man. They added one joint, one piece of articulation that they excluded from the first release. So it's effectively that that figure also. It's effectively just almost a straight up re release with the, with a one exception of the one point of articulation that they added or fixed, I think added in the six arm Spider-Man. So then yes, a couple uh GI Joe classified. The GI Joe's are really interesting. Really interesting. The first is the, I think it's a crimson alley, crimson Viper. alley Viper. Yeah. So what's interesting about that is the, the alley Viper that they put out, I feel like it's probably two years ago ish now was terrible and not because the the design was terrible or anything like or the accessories or anything that wasn't it the color scheme was awful like it had like bright orange in it nobody liked that figure this one however looks pretty good in my opinion the 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 crimson color scheme which by the way is how hasbro is getting over on gi joe fans because every cobra figure they make they do a crimson you know, a Crimson Guard version of that figure. So Alley Viper, Crimson Alley Viper, you know, uh, and so on down the line. 
So that's how they're doing. That's how they're doing that. And and of course, there's no new tooling on that figure at all. It's a straight up, just repaint, colorway, whatever you like. Um, and yet, people are will be snatching them up because they're army builders, and people are building up their crimson army as well as their regular cobra troops. So that one will get snatched up. The next one that is interesting is the mole rats. So it's basically like a, it's basically like a, you know, like a a guy who works in a tunnel, no pun intended. um, And they're getting energon and it's turning them into zombies. So it's an interesting figure. Um, I don't have any real connection with it. Um, I think it looks okay. I think they would have done better had they put in maybe one other different zombified head. Um, but it's basically like a miner, you know, like a guy in a mine looking for energon, which Cobra will use to power all their stuff, blah, blah, blah. Interesting figure didn't strike me at all. However, the next one completely did, and that's Shooter. So Shooter is actually part of my wheelhouse. Shooter McGavin Why? from Happy Gilmore. Why, you may... What? Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. It is not Shooter McGavin. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat you pieces, eat pieces of, shit. of shit for breakfast? It is not Shooter McGavin. I believe it is, isn't it? Does it say sandwich if you have it there? Isn't it Jody Shooter? Jody something? Shooter Craig. Yeah. So this character, so in the original comic book for Real American Hero, they showed a bunch of screens and each of the original Joes appeared on the screen, but there was one that was obscured. If you Google this, you'll see it. Um, there was one that was obscured either by the person in the foreground or something, and it said Shooter on the bottom of the screen, but you couldn't see the face because it was obscured for, for whatever reason. And originally that was done as a send up to then Marvel comics editor in chief, Jim shooter, which is why they called the character shooter. It was not identified as male or female. So somewhere along the line in the Canon, the comic book Canon, and I don't know exactly where this happened, um, you can look it up on all the sources where you look things up. Um, they introduced this character, Jody Shooter, uh, whatever her last name is. Craig. And yeah, Craig. And and she was that character. But I believe at some point she may have also been killed off in in the book or in the canon. I think she was. I'm not entirely hundred percent about that, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct. And what's hysterical is because you have uh well i can't look it up at the moment sort of the original um uh the original real american team um uh as my wheelhouse and she therefore qualifies because she technically although she didn't make a full debut she technically debuted in that book so where people say i think they say the original 12 but the purists believe in the original 13 and Shooter being that 13. They've made figures of her before, not in 6-inch, obviously, because they didn't do 6-inch before classified. But in 4-inch, in one or two of the series that go back to when 
not I mean more recently. I don't mean like back in the eighties or the nineties. I mean more recently than that. And uh yeah, so anyway, that was a real interesting one because I was thinking and actually planning to do a kit bash um to get that figure in in my wheelhouse collection. Um, but now I don't have to because it's done. It's great. I was going to get one of the figures they released. That one of the figures that they released, I should say, or they announced for pre-order a week ago was Low Light, who is the sniper that most GI Joe fans are familiar with, and he had all the equipment I needed for my kit bash. And then Valiverse Action Force, they had a black um, suited, uh, black outfit female body um which would have served uh as the body of the kit bash and then i was i was debating about the head there was an exclusive at joe fest for valiverse action force it was um i can't remember the character's name eclipse something eclipse it was a special done for that a version of the character done for that show and that one of those heads i really liked for my jody shooter craig kit bash um but i didn't have to do any of it which is great warhawk war warhawk warhawk eclipse war something eclipse i can't remember but um uh yeah so don't have to do any of that now because hasbro in their infinite wisdom has decided to give us a jody shooter craig um so i pre-ordered that one so there you go that was my walmart uh, collector's con experience at 4 a.m. this morning, Hawaii time, which I don't know why they don't consider the entirety of the United States when planning the times of these things. Because I guess collectors in Hawaii don't matter because there's seven of us. It's still, um, it's still available now. I could You could order it now. You could have waited till now to order it. Yeah, but you don't know that at the time. I mean, these things. Walmart is is notorious for one selling out of stuff really quick, and two, even if you order it, there's a chance that it might get canceled. I I had two Walmart figures canceled on me really recently. Mm. So much to the happiness uh, of Sandwich. So. So, so you heard that if you already had your guess for how many packages were going to arrive for the for the package contest, deduct that by two because two things got canceled last minute. Whatever you thought it was going to be, lower your guess by two. Price is right but, rules closest without but, going over. They'd probably go in one box. So, well, I think might not actually. It's Mc, well, it was Walmart. They might have gone one box, but it doesn't All matter. Right. They got canceled. So, yeah. so you, you know, yeah. So stuff gets canceled, people. That's what happens. So let's go go back to uh, something else that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the the D&D figures, the D&D the cartoon figures. Um, we talked about them when they came out, and uh, Kev had gone behind my back to my wife and said, yeah, you should get these for Scott. So she did, uh, which is cool. And so behind all- my back, yeah. like it was all surreptitious it- and, and stuff. And for the record, your wife asked me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but so, again, I plan to open them and, and display them. But until, until you opened them and displayed them. But what I got when I got Presto and I think it was Sheila, they came in an envelope. Like they shipped me collectible 
action figures in an envelope. That was, uh-huh. I mean, that is super, super annoying. Now, again, I'm going to open them so it's the, the, the condition of the packaging happens to be irrelevant. But what a, you know, that just, I'm just so angry that it got shipped like that on principle. You, um, uh, that's because your wife got them from Amazon, I think. Probably. Now, the first one had to come from Target, right? The the Dungeon Master Avenger two pack was an that was a Target exclusive. Target exclusive. Stupid, a Target exclusive. But that came yeah. that came in a nice box and it was all protected and everything. But yeah, so I was just I was super bigger annoyed. item. Hmm? Bigger item. Yeah. So and honestly, I'm glad I have them, but they're not good at all. Yeah, that was that was what I heard. The quality was those toys well. are shit. And considering the fact that they come from Hasbro, it should be a surprise to no one. But I mean, they're re- they're not like, oh, this Marvel legend is disappointing. They are just really terrible. You know, like really terrible. Like, I think the movie figures were better. Yeah. Well. I'm disappointed in it. I told you I'm picking those up, right? The movie figures. I'm getting yes. them on. I'm, get, I'm keeping an eye on them because they'll clearance. If they still have them anywhere, they'll clearance. And when they clearance, I'm getting them. And I'm just going to use them to, like, like I'm going to have an Owlbear tearing one up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to have, like, Warduke from NECA tearing one up. Yeah, those would be great to play. Strongheart and, you know, all those. That's it. Yeah. They're, they're fodder figures. be great display. Are you looking forward to picking those up at the... That, feels, that really feels sarcastic, Sandwich. No, listen, I'm going to do it great in my basement, you know, right behind my D&D. Uh, it's that time of the D&D. night. We turn on the black light. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. It's D&D. Fighting with the legends of yore. It's D&D. You know, I should have done that before we talked about it. We could have wrapped it all together. But uh, is there some Could've. D&D product we got to talk about, Sandwich? So uh, the sandwich is not happy about it on D and D beyond. They released at least the ability to pre-order, not just the book we talked about before. Uh, Big B presents glory of the giants, glory hole of the giants. They also released the next two books to come out. We're still looking for one more planescape adventures in the multiverse and Fandelver <laughs> and below the shattered obelisk. They had to get multiverse in there. Plain, so, plain verse, planescape isn't enough. They have to have multiverse in there also. Yes. So I'm going to go over planescape first, and then we'll go into uh, the other book after that. So planescape adventures in the multiverse. Currently, it's pre-ordering on sale, the physical for $79.99 from $94.99. So, you know. That's expensive. Is that where we're buying it? And where is that? Is that Amazon? This is direct from D&D Beyond. And I, oh, is that the physical version? The physical. Oh. And you get, I think, the digital uh, release, too. Like, if you order we're from going, D&D Beyond. We're D&D doing Beyond. that now? If you, I'm not doing that. If you, But if you order from D&D Beyond, I think the digital is, like, included. That's why you're buying it through D&D yeah. Beyond, right? No, I, I refuse to buy... If I'm going to buy this, I want to buy it in person so I can look at the books and make sure they're not trash. No, 100%. What I mean is, are they now including the digital? No, I don't think it's it's not auto-included. If you buy it in person, you're getting it just oh, as I is. Also, you can't buy... You can only buy special editions now, I believe, in so, at someone's store. 
I you cannot get it from D and D Beyond. Oh, we well, get it from Amazon though. You can probably get it from Amazon, yes. Okay. So, because re- retailer douchebag is—is is he still carrying D and D books? Yes. Now I want to make a and clear I still distinction get a here that I am not referring to retailer X, who sadly passed away. I'm referring to retailer douchebag who took over retailer X's store. Yes. With that said, though, let's push away from uh, douchebags and whatnot and move towards other kind of things that are slightly annoying. And that is uh, the new D&D books that are coming out. So this is slated to release in October. Release date officially in physical media will be October 17th. So we are basically three months away at the recording of this episode. I'll be there for that. So what do these books entail? I'll tell you what these books entail. So this is like that slipcase for, um, what was it? Spelljammer that we got last year. Spelljammer. Uh-huh. And this will come with three books similar to that. So they already have the names and the page counts, which is also interesting. You have Sigil and the Outlands, a 96-page hardcover book that includes planar character options, details on the fantastic city of doors, descriptions of the Outlands and Gate Towns, Elite to Adult Plains, and more. So that basically looks like that's your generic source book. Turn of Fortune's Wheel, a 96-page hardcover adventure in the uh, Outlands and whatnot, the plane chase things, which is designed for characters level 3 to 10 with a jump to level 17. That's also 96 pages, so that's your adventure. And then Mort's Planar Parade, a 64-page hardcover book that presents game statistics and descriptions for inhabitants of the Outer Plains, including Planar Incarnates, Hierarch, Modrons, and Time Dragons. Ooh. So that's the monster manual for, for Planescape? The monster manual for Planescape. Or the reference or the reference book in the slip. Yes. These are the books in the slip, right? Yes. Also comes yeah. with a, there will be a pullout map like usual and a DM screen. And so it's currently 75, but normally it's 100. Well, so it's on, you can pre-order and get the physical and the digital for 80 bucks, 79.99 from 94.99 so basically you went from 95 to 80. do we remember what the msrp was on spelljammer i feel like it was 70. what i thought it was higher than that maybe i'm wrong uh i would have to look because basically the books have all been 50 msrp like an individual book pretty much has been about 50 bucks thereabouts yeah you know and so now and so so it was only 70 i think i mean yeah I feel like Spelljammer was three books, so it probably was closer to a hundred. But so I will say you can get Spelljammer on Amazon right now and other places for about fifty. Um, no, that's right. that, I know. That I know the, there's a hundred copies of it. Is that the new version or the old version? That is probably the new version because I don't believe they sell the old version. You mean the racist version? The racist, the racist version. version. How, how many? I mean, how would you know if it's the? Uh, amended version or not? Uh, because they took out the racist chapter. Yeah, but how would you know that when you're buying it from Amazon? I don't think oh, you would. You wouldn't. You probably unless, it, they, it was, unless they change the what you call it number. I, I think I, I imagine they changed the print run. So I imagine they won't even have the racist version anymore. I imagine those are all gone because they're probably not printing those. So you're going to get those at your local stores or like buried at a Barnes and Noble yeah. in the back. 
So that's where you're going to get it. You're not going to get that. But I'm saying, I think what Scott is saying is, is, is there a way to identify between? Oh, no. No, there's no unless way. they change like the product number or something. Yeah, you don't think there'll be a way to, to do that because also the 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 case itself will probably be like the last one that it was like plastic wrapped with the code on it. So like when you take it out of the wrap and you're looking at it, um, there's no barcode on it. So oh, the recent I thought the barcode was on the slip. No, I because I checked oh. Spelljammer to make sure there is no oh. barcode on the slip. Barcode was on the plastic around the slip. Interesting. So um, one of these days, people are going to pay big money for the original version of that, right? Because it won't exist anywhere? Probably. Good, good I, don't about, I don't know about big money, but... Deities and Demigods is still... Un, un, the illegal Deities and Demigods book is still selling for quite a bit. Yeah. Now, there's a oh, place where you oh, can Honestly, the, any of those books from that era are selling very well, so... Yeah, they're, they're hard to find. So I, I will say everyone is collecting D and D bunch of followers. I will yeah. say that this is at least uh, the Spelljammer books are smaller than these books, so Plane Chase is bigger. Um, Which makes sense this- because the Planescape is should be bigger. It's much more broad. Now, you know, is it? It's sixty pages bigger. So basically, each Spelljammer I took the thing. Each Spelljammer book is about sixty-five pages, roughly. So basically, you're getting a whole another book. Uh, if you're just doing hard math, um, but you know, to each their own. If you want to do the hard math on that, or stick with that or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's slated for October seventeenth. And like I also mentioned, in addition to that, there is also a campaign module, a different thing. Vandelver and below Shattered Obelisk is a campaign book coming out. If I'm looking at this properly. It's slated to release. And September 19th for physical media. Oh, also just saying, if I didn't say it before, these both have special covers that you can only get in person. You can't order them online unless you get them from Amazon. So where are we at now? Uh, from uh, retailer shithead because I still get a discount. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's a good idea. Do you have to pre-order them? I will. Okay. Sandy's sake. All right, so back to uh, back to the book real quick. So, what is this book? This is a adventure module that, in theory, offers dungeon masters and players a chance to test their metal in a classic dungeon crawl. And this is a module you're supposed to run in theory after Lost Minds of Fandelver, which is the intro starter campaign you get in. Um, it was like the first campaign they ran, and you ran into like one to five. And it's Lost Mind of Fandelver. This is a campaign that you can that you're in theory supposed to run after it that leads into it uh directly. So that's cool. I appreciate like a follow-up. You know, it is in theory 10 years after, but it's fine because they didn't need to write a follow-up. You also get a bestiary with a bunch of new creatures and some oh, you get psionic magic, which I know Kev's a huge fan what? of psionic magic. You also get a map again because people love maps. I good. don't know why they put maps in books because you have to be a fucking lunatic to take a map out of the book. <laughs> or they should put it in something like, I hate to say a Ziploc bag, but essentially a Ziploc bag where I can take it in and out safely. Oh, yes. Having to tear it out of the book is petrifying. Didn't didn't some used to come with like a folder in the back, like you like a like an envelope, I mean, in the back that you could slip stuff like that in? I don't like but if that sounds... I think sealable. that's I think that's your dreaming that it came that way. 
because <laughs> you know that would be way we all wanted it to come that way. I don't think it ever did. No, I'm picturing some of those books that are like, um, you know, oh, here's all of the, uh, you know, Batman comic book stuff, and then in the back they would have an envelope with a couple of things you could like a fold out poster or a couple of extra things that would then be part of that collection in a, Maybe. In a book. But okay, sorry. It's all good. Um, so yeah, these are the next two books. We're expecting one more five ebook um, before, the the before the end of the year, and then the, the last that is the last five ebook, the one they haven't announced yet. Well, they announced the name. It's a bunch of magic items, basically. So this will be the last campaign they release for five e officially, and then the last source book, like the last. It's not a source book. Like I don't know what you want to call this slipcase. I mean, it is the last slipcase they're doing, but you know, plane chase will be the last. I don't know. Source book and expansion. Yes. The last expansion. Because in the last book is just a bunch of magic items. So And then what? One D and D? Yeah, and then we're starting one D and D. I have not seen maybe I've been missing it. Anything um unearthed Arcana release, any new releases about one D and D. So I'm curious if I'm just missing it or if they just haven't released anything because in theory they're supposed to be in playtesting right now because one D and D is coming out next year. I yeah. I think they got a lot of negative reaction from the one D and D announcement, didn't they? They got some negative reaction. What I also think they're doing is I think based off of the uh, what's the acronym? The o- is it OGL? Am I mentioning that wrong? Yeah. Yes. So with OGL the OGL stuff, there was a lot of pushback. I think on just general D and D advancement. <laughs> so uh-huh. I've also heard people thinking that maybe they hold off on one D&D for a couple more months or even another year. I don't think that'll happen, but I, I've heard people mumbling about that. Um, I mean, I've talked to my friends about it, and I'm going to figure out one D&D. I'm going to learn it. But we've been talking about we're either going to play Pathfinder 2, second edition Pathfinder, or just stick with 5e, probably, for our at-home play. You know, if we got to play at a store, I don't think if you play at a store, you can play older editions, because I think for the official events, it has to be the current edition. I don't know that humbug. I don't know the actual uh, validity of that, but you know, I would uh, like to play five of each because it makes sense. And then some of this one D and D stuff I don't agree with, but that's me being an old man, shaking my fist at Hasbro's sky and being oh, you man. can't do that. So let me yeah, ask, let me ask this. I mean, if you're homebrew anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter that they I mean, like you can. You've got everything you need to just keep making up your own adventures forever with what you've already got from Five E, and you wouldn't need any of the new stuff, right? Yeah, correct. I, I mean, you, you know, so as new rules come out, well, you don't need the new rules because you're going to still play under Five E. As a new campaign comes out, maybe you buy it and read it and incorporate some of the ideas into your homebrew. But if you don't play written campaigns anyway, yeah. then Right. You, you can you can take a module from forty years ago and convert it. It's right. not that hard. You know, right. you you can convert all the the creature stats. You just use current creature stats, and everything else is storytelling. So it's not that. I mean, it's not that difficult to do. You know, apparently the difficulty is to go. You know, a period of time with a successful product without screwing it up. You know. Now, That's apparently the how, issue. How long did yeah. he? I mean, I wonder if you know off the top of your head, gentlemen, because you're experts on this uh, subject. Like, how long did each edition last before they changed? Like, is five? How long has five E been going? And is that it's longer about than ten average? years? Um, 
And I think the shortest five E is in ten years already, is it? It almost is. It's twenty fourteen. Well, four wasn't ten years. I that don't... was like eight. God, it feels like less than that, but okay. I don't even barely remember three. And two would be two would be advanced or no? Yeah, that would be advanced. Oh yeah, so both original. So I don't know. A long time. The fifth edition there was, was there was a big gap between advanced and anything else. Right. The release of the fifth like edition decades. And book came out in the second half of twenty fourteen. And people were playtesting it in twenty twelve. Five E is the most successful edition, right? By a yes. country that's, mile. But that's just because it's also the popularity of D&D in general. Has, I mean, like, it's not that 5e is so much better than previous editions. It's that the timing of 5e coincides with the nostalgia and all the other reasons that d and I think it's a combination. I think it's a combination of the fact that it's very playable and very runnable and all those other factors that you mentioned as well. All right. So, so well, yeah. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so I, I have the, the breakdown of when uh, the editions came out in theory. Oh, perfect. Oh. All right. So the first original D&D stuff came out in 1974. That's the, the brown, brown box. Yes, with everything in it. AD&D came out in 1981. Correct. That would be the red box. Yes. Um, I'm not seeing an official date. Uh, bu- 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 a loosely finer that so, so some stuff also came out in the night in ninety three. Third edition, if I'm looking at this properly, came out in two thousand. The any third edition, and then fourth edition came out two thousand eight. There's also three point five somewhere between two thousand eight and two thousand. I think three point five. Yeah, two thousand three. Let's just call it what it is: Pathfinder. Pathfinder. Pathfinder came out in two thousand three. Fourth That's, edition was 2008. Pathfinder is D&D 3.5. Oh, yeah. They didn't want to go to four. And then fourth was in 2008. And then fifth edition, the current edition, came out second half of 2014. So, so four was six years. Six years. Because it was not great, in my opinion. No, they tried to turn D&D into Warcraft. Yes. Just didn't work. Yeah. So, you know, we've gone through a couple different editions over the years of Dungeons and Dragons. So we'll see how long this lasts. I mean, you, you get at least five years out of every edition. So if this one comes out next year, 2024, we're looking at 2029, 20, 2030 for 7th edition or D&D 1 Part 2 Electric Boogaloo, whatever the hell they want well, to call it at that point. Pe- people will be able to tune into uh sandwiches geek stuff and learn all about that game the sam it will just be the sandwiches shop because it'll be me and a sandwich and presents sandwich. geek stuff <laughs> featuring sandwich DS9. And his sandwich <laughs> be geek stuff ds9 there you go still produced by west coast scott oh jeez. by ai scott AI. there you go there you go Head in a jar, Scott. (laughs) Like Futurama. So when I was at a board game convention this weekend. Yes. And uh, And with that, we will bring this episode. Wait a minute. So at this board game convention, 
Um, there's also a lot of people selling gaming stuff. Um, and then dice. there's also, uh, there was not a lot of dice, but there's a, uh, there's a lot of, um, they, what they call the orphan table. So people are just kind of giving away stuff that they just, you know, aren't, aren't trying to sell. And this guy walked by heading to that table with a handful of books. And I saw it said GURPS on it. And I thought he was going to put them down on the for sale table. And I'm like, oh, was that GURPS? And he's all, yeah. And then there was a, there was a post-it note on the front that said free to a good home. And I'm like, are, are you serious? You're getting rid of, you're giving these away? And he's like, yep. So it's like they're all in, uh, you know, little uh, little sleeves. Bag. And yeah, they're all bagged. And so it's the GURPS basic set. Book one, characters. Book two, adventuring. Uh, let's see. What All version, in, though? I don't know. Oh, I haven't looked at them closely enough yet. All in a Night's Work, introductory solo adventure, charts and tables, and then you get to the GURPS reference screen. Uh, one that's called Man to Man, fantasy combat from GURPS. Seems kind of homoerotic, but okay. Uh, one called GURPS Orc Slayer, GURPS Fantasy Magic System and Game World. GURPS Horse Clans, and GURPS Horror, GURPS Auto Duel, and GURPS Auto Duel Car Warriors. So he had, like he just handed me all those books, and I ran out and put them in my car immediately. I was it sounds like a guy who was upset with the direction of D&D at some point and decided, I'm going to go GURPS Fantasy. I, I feel basically. like, what did he say? He said that... Um, he just got super into it and he wanted something different than D and D back in the day. Like these are like, yep. you know, and he just, and he was a completist and he just like kind of got all of them. And he's like, Oh yeah, I got more. No, uh, not even close. Well, no, but he just, he, he's got a lot. This isn't all, these are just some that he was getting rid of. Um, oh, but, you should, you should get his contact number and say when he's ready to get rid of the rest. I have it. I have it. I do. Oh, good. So, so that was fun. I thought that was really, really interesting. I enjoyed picking that up and I played, uh, Played a couple of good games. I played uh, Dune Imperium again, which basically I only get to play once every six months at this convention. But it was it was a little bit of fun there. Um, I know I was texting you guys. Uh, so there are like at least three different Dune games that I saw there <laughs> available for play, but I only played Dune Imperium. So Definitely played one of those games. And you have to get Spice. And that sounds like every Dune game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spice exactly and Water. Exactly every I mean, Dune, Dune game. game. Who, who, who is the one... What family is Batista in in the movies? Harkonnen. Harkonnens. Harkonnens. Yeah, I, I was the Harkonnens. So I was getting spice. Yeah. Well, was it a worker placement game? Uh, like with, with some cards, like a deck building worker placement combo, because that's Dune Imperium. It it was like four years ago, and all I remember was I was getting spice, and I think I think I might have been trying to. They have like a little stand-up player shield in front of you. No, that's the one that's supposedly really good. Where was the spice represented by a little orange kind of uh, stop sign octagon disc? Yes. And then there was a little water shaped. I one. think so. Yes. And then there was like little uh, little monies, little Solari I, that were. I I played this game with Retailer X pre-COVID. Okay. So it's been a long time. It's a fun game. I really like it. There's also Dune Arrakis, and then Dune. What is it? What is this other Dune one? Betrayers. Dune the Game of Conquest, Diplomacy, and Betrayal. So, I think you say Dune the Game of Life. <laughs> Dune Life. There's Dune Life. Yeah, you spend instead of getting little kids in your car, you get little sandworms in there, you know, and it there you is go. what it is. So, no, you get little Fremen. Little Fremen. A bunch of little Fremen in there. And the pegs are brown. Yeah. 
but that's I mean one of the that's one of the my favorite board games that I played recently because it's it's very there's a lot of moving parts and it's a lot going on but I feel like every time I've played it it's been close you know I've played it with people that have played it you know 20 or 30 times and I've only played it you know three or four times and it's like it's fair like it's not easy but you don't like get blown out so I enjoyed it spoiler spoiler alert the worm is the spice the worm is the spice the worm is the spice are you ready for dune 2 spoiler alert are you gonna watch are you gonna be able to see that when you're back in new jersey I'm kind of trying to plan my exit based on that and Legion Con. Where's Legion Con? Jersey. That would be for fans of Mythic Legions, which is friend of the program, the Four Horsemen's uh, line of incredible six-inch fantasy, and now Space. Because it's not Space Legions. I can't remember what it's called. Mythic Legions, Mythic Space, Space Legions. I forget in the moment. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm I'm trying to see if I can get both of those. I think Dune 2, I think, is the first week in November. So that and and I think that Legion Con, I think, is the second weekend in November. I think, but I don't honestly know, but I haven't, I've only planned my trips one way at a time. So I'll, I'll get there and then I'll figure that out. All right. Well, it's for like the first time ever, there's a Legion con. There's a space. I can't remember what it's called, What? look up whatever this, look up four horsemen and find out what the name of that space line is. Cause it's bothering the hell out of me. And I'm going to get flack for it because they listen to this program. And they're gonna be like, really? Don't know the name of the line, really. Um, there is an exclusive a Legion Con exclusive uh, space figure that is right square, dead square in my wheelhouse. It's Mythic and Cosmic Legions. Cosmic Legions, that's it. And the uh, and the um, the exclusive is, you know, dude in bubble bubble helmet suit. But there's a skull replacement head. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of heads. That one I really like. So yeah, the, the art there the it is. looks cool. L- let me let me do this before we get too far out. It's D and D Warriors that terrify. It's D and D. If we didn't get the outro, uh Vicious Smith would uh just rip me a new one on the Discord, so I'm just saying that outro if he wants to rip you let him rip you about the fact that it's like 10 minutes too late yeah i got it in there it doesn't matter it counts i think it still counts uh there was one other kickstarter you wanted to talk about before we uh before we wrap it up you sent it in the yeah in the chat yeah it, it was the kenobi game hello there almost got him <laughs> uh, uh no no it wasn't a kickstarter it was the fact that the Hasbro G.I. Joe classified Dragonfly has fully funded all tiers. It ends today. Actually, it ends. I feel like it ends in like two hours. One of you can look that up, but I'm pretty sure it ends in like two hours. Hasbro Pulse.com. Um, 
uh yeah and it was kind of staggering along and then last day or so it just shot through the roof so now three hours and 45 minutes so yeah midnight so, midnight us uh, east time there you go so yeah. we're at 23,000 uh yeah, that's, 453 that's a, backers that's a bunch from even this morning so yeah and then every tier has been unlocked at this point Yep. I think at the time we'd only been through the first tier unlock. Now we've got through all three. Yep. And I have to say kudos to Hasbro. Yep. I said that. Uh, because they chose to do character unlocks. So it's four figures just really quickly. Cause I, I actually have a heart out here in a minute or two. Um, the four characters, you can look them up. They're, one of them is a fairly obscure character. Um, uh, I think it's called Glenda, something like that. A female. Jane Glenda Mulligan. Yeah, that's a that's an obscure repaint from I think South America. It was actually uh, a character created and released only. I'm pretty sure only in South America, and I think she added she was added into canon later on. Um, so she's the only unique character in there, but that but that figure originally in South America was just a scarlet repaint. So the theory is because we have not gotten a decent classic scarlet that we will probably get one using that exact body that you see there uh, for that. The other two were were night force versions of characters. One is crazy legs and one is airborne. Um, they're just Night Force versions, colorings of those characters, which also means both of those will get a regular standard classic release at some point. But they've chosen to put the repaints in here. They're not unique characters. Um, I mean, they're unique characters, but they're not unique to this set. The only character unique to this set is that Glenda person. Oh, and currently Wild Bill, who is the pilot, but... Every speculation on the planet is that we will get a standard um, or perhaps cartoon color inspired wild bill down the line as a solo release separate from the dragonfly. So, uh, so there you go. Good job Hasbro. And it looks amazing and I'm sure it is. And so, yeah, so there you go. That was it. I don't think there was anything else that I wanted to talk about. Kickstarter wise. Was there? What about oh, the uh, the DeLorean. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? That's what I'm talking about. So it's a one-tenth scale die cast. I think it's got all lights and sounds and all sorts of shit in it. Um, DeLorean from, I think it's Tomy, isn't it, producing this? Um, so one-tenth scale is slightly bigger than six-inch scale, which means, I mean, it's really slight. Which means you could use this with one-sixth figures such as those produced by NECA from this line, uh, from their Back to the Future line. So it could be a really, really good display piece. But do we have any idea what the what the ask is? I think it's really expensive, if I recall correctly. I'm looking. But... Let's remember also, it's a Kickstarter one to its diecast. So the whole, I'm pretty sure the whole thing is metal, I think, most of it anyway. 
329 is the ultimate early bird. Oh. For 344, you get Einstein with it. Yeah, a little plastic PVC Einstein. Yeah. Geez, for 368, I'm sorry, for 658, you get two of them. Well, and what is, what is, and how long is the super backer special at three, whatever? Uh, let's see. So it says expected delivery. And no Einstein with that one, right? Okay. So hold on. Uh, so there's limited to 500. There's 62 backers. I don't know when I, I don't know when the cutoff date here is. It says prototype shown. Oh, it doesn't uh, show it in the, in the little back this project describing that tier. Just gives me add-ons and stuff. No, I don't see when when your cutoff date is. Interesting. Just oh, it, I don't think it's a date. I think it's a number. There's this is the first five hundred people. So there's four. Oh, I get but, it. I get it. And what are they at now? Sixty something. Sixty-two. What's the goal? Can't be 500. It has to be more than that. I am trying to find it, but it is not easily available. Pledge 900,000 of 250,000. Oh, so they want to make a quarter mil before they go into production? Yeah. Yes. Yikes. It's a lot of bread. Were that 90? They're, no. no, they're 900,000. <laughs> they're at a million. They're at a million almost. They've got 2,500 backers, and there's 22 days to go. And they want how much? They want a quarter of a million. They have almost a million. Wow. Oh, so it's funded then. Oh, yeah. There's so. two more. There's They've reached one of their stretch goals already at 800,000. That's Which the lightning hook. What? Oh, the lightning hook? Okay. And at a million, 1.4 million, you'll get flame tracks. Jeez. Oh, exciting. Also, um, you can also get a little Einstein. Does Einstein come with the early bird? It does come with the early bird. Oh. Well, it doesn't come with it. It's, it's you, have to, you have to buy the version that comes with it. Oh, uh, okay. My apologies. You'd, you'd think so, Einstein would just be an unlock, right? Like we hit this, you get an Einstein. Yeah, or, or or it would just be part of the package. Yeah. So yeah, if you get the ultimate early bird, so it's three twenty nine plus fifteen. So you spend basically three fifty, you get the car and Einstein, and you can. There's different options for more Einsteins and cars. <laughs> Well, maybe you'll be able to get the Einstein in the backer kit if you're an early backer. If you do the early backer price, mm -hmm. they'll charge you some obscene amount of money for Einstein. I think at $2 million, they have actual lightning strike uh, when the car drives fast enough. Yeah. Yeah, what an exciting tier that is. All right. So last thing wrap. as we wrap up, uh, just one other Kickstarter that I thought you might be interested in. Uh Zorro is a wheelhouse for you, isn't it? Is it not, uh, Big Kev? I don't know. Check with my management. Well, it, so <laughs> technically, it's really uh, the Gay Blade that I feel like is the actual factual 
important Zoro. That's that's, um, that's that's just that's not true. It's no, uh, nah, it's especially the Gay Blade. It's it's, it's all Zoro. Sorry. It's definitely mostly the Gay Blade though. Anyways, um, all Zoro is loved though. Um, so we do have here. What is this? A graphic novel from uh, about Zoro. They're kickstarting a graphic Murphy. novel. Zoro, Man of the Dead, graphic novel. Yeah, so Sean Gordon Murphy is doing a Zoro graphic novel. Okay, I didn't he know created that would be, the White Knight universe. Yeah, I didn't know if that would be in your wheelhouse or not because I thought you were a Zoro guy. Hey, who who's doing it? Sean Gordon Murphy, creator of the. Oh, Batman Sean Murphy! I I missed the Murphy part. Yeah, that's that's one of those booths that we always go to. And Artist Alley is Sean Murphy because the oh yeah actually I, now I am interested. Make sure you post that link, Scott, so I can look at that. I will do that. Um, but yet yeah, it's not the, the Kickstarter is not live yet. Uh, but back to Zoro the Gameblade. Right. I mean, you know, we have this great interview with George Hamilton from you, right? Somewhere. Oh, do you not remember? That the sound no. was just complete shit on it. You could tell. Oh, is that what it was? No, it. I remember now that you said that. Yeah, your equipment was faulty, sir. Oh yeah, I do remember that now. Mm, all right. Well, maybe we should. I got the photo. Let's do some. Yeah, that's true. Let's do some social media. I got this. I got the signed one sheet. I'm good. All right. He could always turn up again. Mm. Sandwich. What? How was the audio crap on that? But it wasn't on my interview with the the guy from perfect strangers was it balky? the same day was it balky or the other guy the other or guy balky was there but i interviewed the other guy because he was his first picture was my favorite year oh wow okay which is one of my favorite films and, mark lynn baker and then he was recently in she hulk as she hulk she hulk correct I gotta go. All right. What's your what's your uh, sandwich? What's your social media? You can find eat, me on Instagram eat, and eat, other stuff at eat. Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. You can find me at Pi Day Scott on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. Threads. Yeah. Geek stuff. Like you're just trying to force being, you know, hip and new. Yep. BK Geek stuff. There. Hey kids, you thread lately? You thread? I I threaded. I'm on the threads like the cool kids. Alright, is that what the name of this episode is? Are you on are you threaded? I don't know, is threaded the right term? Hey know. hip youngsters who thread, do you know where to buy marijuana? <laughs> Hello, fellow youngsters. Like Hello, fellow young people. Yeah. I had to purchase some marijuana. That's legal. I would like now. to find some cannabis, please. Is that, is that legal by you yet, Kev? There's dispensaries, but I don't know what the legality is in Hawaii or not. I don't know. I don't. I don't take the pot. You don't take pot. That means you're a as loser. As you well know. As you what, well what know. What are you bro. lame? You don't like weed, bro? Makes you feel good, man. All right, let's end the show. And with that, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 728, to a close. The way we end some shows by saying... Good night, Daniel Goldberg.
wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. There she was, just walking down the street singing. Do what did it, did it, did it, Popping her fingers and shuffling her feet singing. Do what did it, did it, did it, She looked good. She looked fine And I nearly lost my mind Before I knew it She was walking next to me singing Holding my hand Just as natural as can be singing We walked on To my door We walked on to my door Then we kissed a little more Nearly every single day singing Oh, we're so happy And that's how we're gonna stay singing I mean it Well, I'm hers She's mine I'm hers She's mine Wing bells are gonna chime Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>